Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Be long. December 4th already. 37, Dean Richard Sunday morning, WGN. Always a pleasure to welcome to the program Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Didn't get a chance to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, but I hope you had a wonderful holiday, you and the family. Did you? Yeah, I did, Dean. It was nice. And what happened to like October, November? Did we just blink and we? it's all of a sudden yes. December? Yes. Yes, it is. Have you been in a grocery store? The, the Christmas decorations were, were up in September. The, the Christmas candy was out way before yeah. I, I started. I, I withheld for quite a long time. I know. It goes. It just seems to go so fast. I, I don't know yeah. what's happening. Here's what I also know is going pretty fast. This flu bug, the, the influenza, the good old-fashioned influenza, is uh, probably our, our chief medical concern right now, right? It really is, and probably more concerning over these next couple of weeks, just because we've seen, you know, like we talked last week, it was in the southeast pretty strong, and now creeping up, I shouldn't even say creeping up, skyrocketing up here in the Midwest. So very concerning with everything that's going on, and now we've talked a little bit about there not being enough Tamiflu in the southeast. Well, that is now a national shortage, so very concerning there. So how do you know if you have the influenza or if you've got the covid yeah. Well, yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. Is say, Symptoms are similar, right? right? They, are, they are for some things, but influenza classically is going to come on very suddenly with a really high fever right off the bat. So that's a big tip off for influenza. Where the other ones are more, you know, it's a gradual. I start to feel a little punky. I start to have a little sore throat. Start to, And then you get the full-blown infection. But influenza is that one where high fever right away is going to give you a big tip off. And uh, if you are experiencing symptoms uh, of th- that sort, one or the other, do you just lay low and you know see what happens over the next few days, or do you go to a doctor right away? I mean, if you're contagious with something, I'm not. Is it wise to you know go sit in a waiting room full of other sick people? Yeah, well, you'll start to see a lot of doctors' offices going back to some of their. Uh, mitigations that they did with COVID, where they'll you'll they'll you'll be asked to wait in your car until it's time for you to come in. Mm. But certainly, we know that with influenza and with COVID, if we identify it early enough, we can treat whether it's Paxlovid or Tamiflu, and especially you know looking for the Tamiflu to be used in individuals who are immunocompromised, seniors, the ones where it's really going to make a big difference. So uh, if uh, influenza rates are going up, does that mean that COVID rates are uh, going to follow? Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, they are. And often for the same reasons. If we say, why is influenza going so high? We have very low vaccination rates for influenza. And why is COVID going to creep up right along with it? Because we have very low booster um, rates for, for the vaccine for COVID. So it's kind of this perfect storm of a shortage of the medication we need to treat, low vaccination rates, it's getting cold, and we're congregating in large groups. So it is that perfect storm. Yeah. Have you talked to people who are not getting their boosters and been able to determine why that is? I mean, there was a time where 
people would wait in line for blocks to get a vaccination. And now you can't get them to go into a Walgreens and get it done in five minutes. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. When when COVID had a high chance of death, people really got their attention. Now when it's like, well, you know, I'm hearing people who get it now just have a really bad cold and they're okay. You know, that's okay for those who are young and healthy, but we still have to worry about the kids and seniors who we're still having 400 deaths a day from COVID. People don't understand that this infection is still around and still impacting. Hospital last week, we were in the mid-20s for patients hospitalized for COVID. So it's not gone. People have to understand that. And what's the uh, latest on RSV? That was a huge concern, both for kids, but uh, also adults uh, who are getting this respiratory uh, ailment. Yeah, so RSV, that respiratory syncytial virus, the one that we're really concerned about with kids under the age of one, fortunately, it looks like it's peaked. Now, the numbers are very high, so we have to make sure that the message is right. Although the rates are decreasing, the numbers are still extremely high. So we're seeing still a lot of kids with this illness, still a lot of stress on the the pediatric beds in the hospitals across the state. But hopefully this downtrend continues and we'll know here very shortly. You know, kids are going to be out of school here for a couple of weeks for Christmas. That may actually be helpful as often you're not exposed to as many kids and you're in a closed environment. So hopefully we'll see the trend continue to go down with RSV. Here's uh, a text from the 847 area code. Uh, I've just contracted COVID. My wife is not, has not. We are in our early 70s and both fully vaccinated, but we live in a small one-bedroom condo. How do we quarantine in a case like that to keep her from getting the COVID? Yeah, that, you know, that is a scenario that you really don't like to hear. So certainly I would say masking, unfortunately, masking for both of you in there. Someone's going to end up on the couch. I hate to say it, uh, the two of you do rocks, paper, scissors to see, but really um, you both should not be sleeping in the same bed. And try to get out of the house as much as you possibly can, one of you at a time so that you're separated from each other. Okay, so it's really... And the other one is, is... if, if, the, if you just tested positive for COVID, get into your doctor, call your doctor to get on the Paxlovid, which will shorten the duration and shorten the chance of exposure to your wife as well. But you still need to have as much separation as possible, right? Until, uh, I mean, how do you know when it's safe to, to snuggle back up again? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want the symptoms to be gone. And often people are going to say, please test negative before you start to do that. And again, we have to remember that if he says, as he noted, they're fully vaccinated, and that could mean even fully boosted. But we have to remember that the vaccine is keeping us out of the hospital, not protecting us from getting the infection completely, shortening the duration, less symptoms, but not knocking out the infection completely. So here they are in their 70s. They're at risk already. If they have any other uh, underlying illnesses, it puts them even at a higher risk. So certainly doing everything you can. If you have family members close by, have the healthy one go live with the family members and just check in with you on a regular basis to make sure that you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine is uh, the key with something like that so you don't uh, spread yeah. it. That's, that's one thing you don't want to share around holiday time. This is Susan, uh, 312-981-7200. You're on WGN with Dr. Kevin Most. Hi. Um, my grandson's a year old, and he associates with other family members 
and they don't believe in vaccinating their kids with any of the childhood vaccinations. Does that put my grandson at risk? Susan, yeah, unfortunately, it really does, especially if he's one year old. So, you know, you're talking about him just getting some of his early vaccinations right now. And people say, well, we shouldn't worry about that. Well, we still see chickenpox. We still see measles. We still see these illnesses that people think are just nothing to worry about when, in fact, can cause deafness in kids, can cause, unfortunately, death in kids. So certainly, you know, I, I'm not going to preach to the anti-vaxxers just because it's, uh, it gets very frustrating. But I would do everything I can mm-hmm. to protect your child until or your grandchild until they are fully vaccinated, which is going to be a few more years. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thanks for the call and good luck with that. Yeah, that's tricky, isn't it, Kev? This this time of year, especially when you're getting, whether it's kids or not, if you're getting together with people for the holidays and you know certain people have not had their vaccinations, you really ought to think twice, right, about possibly exposing yourself? Oh, absolutely. You know, anybody who, especially this one's a little, that's very discouraging. You know, they must be homeschooled as well because, you know, the vaccinations are mandatory, you know, in some of the schools unless you have a reason for it. So certainly childhood illnesses are nothing to be, you know, um, to laugh about. You know, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, there are so many that we can now protect children from. And the sad thing, Dean, is this is the time of year when, Kids should be able to interact with their cousins and interact with their friends. And when they're kept out, they get penalized for the actions of their parents, which yeah. is kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, we'll get to more calls and text for Dr. Kevin Most in a moment. Uh, you can either call or text right now, 312-981-7200. This is Dean Richards, Sunday morning. WGM with our favorite uh, Christmas visit, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern's Central DuPage Hospital, and Mark on the phone line at 312-981-7200. Hi, you're on, Mark. Uh, good morning. Uh, and uh, I was calling about advertisements that have been on the radio recently, and in fact, one was just played. So the ad suggests that we should get uh, uh, the new booster if it's been more than two months since our last shot. Um, are you suggesting or are we suggesting that we get a booster on top of a recent booster, say since September? Or if you, if you take a look at the CDC guidelines, it's a little bit different, I think, than what is being presented um, in those radio ads. And uh, some clarification could be helpful. So what's the story, Kevin? Yeah, because it's it's not yeah. only it's it's not only uh, when you were last vaccinated, but if you had COVID, plays a factor Correct. in that as well, right? Right. Correct. But but Mark makes a very good point, and, and again, the communication of this has to be key. What we look at right now is once you have the booster once, you don't need to get another booster in three months. We just want to okay. make sure that you get that booster now. And like gotcha. you said, Dean, if you if you've been ill. If you've had COVID in the last couple months, you can wait because you have some natural immunity. But really what we're looking for is the people that have had the full COVID uh, series now to get this one booster. And it's not, Mark, like you said, you listen very well. It's not like you need to get it every three months because the, the way that that ad read was if you haven't had a shot in the last three months. So people think, oh, I have to get another one. No, it's one booster uh, after the full series. A great question. 
Thank you very much. And thank you for the call, Mark. Let's go to Laura next. You're on WGN. Hi. Um, I have a similar question to the one that was just asked. I have a nine-year-old who got a booster the first day in August, but it wasn't the new shot. Should I take him to get the new shot, or is he okay? And the other one has to do with the flu vaccine. He had the flu the end of October. I thought we were good, but now he's got it again. So is there a time period that you have to wait between being sick with the flu and getting the flu vaccine? Okay, so I'll answer, hopefully answer them both in the, in the order that you gave them to me. So the first one, the booster that the individual, the nine-year-old got, was that if that was after his full series, then the booster is the one that is appropriate right now. So he may be fine if he got that booster in September. Then he has the booster that covers him for both the original strain as well as Omicron. The other individual... So the, the, booster, you, the booster that he got, it was in the beginning of August, and it was the old booster. It wasn't the new one. Okay, so, so then that he had cover just completed the series. Nope, so then he had just completed his series at that time. So then in August, okay. yes, he would be up for the booster now. He, had, he has okay. not received the booster yet. Now, the okay. flu question, the flu question, has the, has the child tested positive for flu twice, or did he just have I, bad colds? I didn't. I, I talked to the doctor. They didn't test him either time, but yeah. they thought it was the flu. So I don't okay. really know. I do know when I picked yep. him up at school then. On Friday, there were only seven kids in his class, so that was not a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is happening. So... So for that, you know, if he's been vaccinated for flu, that's great. We know that vaccine is not perfect, not anywhere near as close to being perfect as the COVID vaccines. But certainly this year, important because the predominant strain is influenza A, H3N2, which hits kids and seniors the hardest. So that being said, if he tested positive just recently and he's sick right now, there still is Tamiflu available. For someone who's gotten it twice and gets through it, He's going to have some really good antibodies here very soon, but it's unfortunate that he may have have gotten influenza twice, which is pretty rare. You know, usually you're going to get the influenza once, and then you're going to have the antibodies. So unsure whether he might have had even had RSV and they didn't test, um, or possibly influenza or a really bad cold. Thank you for the call, Laura. We appreciate that. A texter from 312 says, Local ERs are literally crushed with influenza and covid making it impossible to care for patients with cancer, uh, transplants, and heart disease. Tell others to get their vaccinations. You know, I've heard so many stories of people going to ERs and having to wait hours and hours and hours and hours, sometimes a day before they're seen by anybody. Are they better off going to an immediate care facility or, you know, someplace where they can be seen within a reasonable amount of time? Well, Dean, unfortunately, the immediate cares are getting hit as well. But certainly, we should save the emergency room for those patients who actually have true medical emergencies. For the patients that we're talking about, your doctor's office and the immediate care is certainly the place to get in, to get seen, to get tested. They have the, the ability to do that is so much easier. Unfortunately, the, other, the individual is very right. Emergency rooms are getting crushed. We, we track something called left without being seen. That's the person that comes, signs in, and then leaves the emergency room without being seen. Yeah. Your really goal is about 1% to 2%. Every hospital in the state right now is averaging a left without being seen that is in the 10 to 15%. Oh, yeah. So 
obviously the emergency rooms are getting crushed. And when that happens, those people who are kind of on the fence and say, oh, I'm not going to wait this, they leave. Those are the ones that are tip-off for us of two things. One, they could have gotten care somewhere else. But more importantly, we're concerned that they left without being seen when they might have had chest pain, when they might have had something else. So we try to monitor those and try to get all those patients appropriately in. But that individual is right. The emergency rooms are getting crushed right now. And anything we can do to distill some of those patients off would be great. Yeah, it's a really tricky time. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great Sunday, Kev. Thank you so much. You got it, Dean. We'll talk soon.